It's August 17th, 2023, and on today's episode of Comic Talk, we'll be talking about Spider-Man 11 and Uncanny Avengers 1 from Marvel, The Cull number 1 from Image Comics, Batman Superman World's Finest 18 from DC Comics, and a whole bunch more. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, with guests Drew Maxey and Ambrosia Kep. Like, comment, subscribe, because here's your weekly comic book recap. And we are live with another episode of Comic Talk. It's that show brought to you by The Keeg, where we go over this week's new comic book releases. Whether they're DC, Marvel, or indie comics, we're here to talk about everything that came out this week. Uh, I'm your host, Dimitra Pereira. And for those of you who don't know, uh, new DC comics come out every Tuesday. New Marvel and indie comics come out every Wednesday. And we're here on a Thursday, August 17th, 2023, to talk about what came out this week if you could see us live, you are watching us on twitch.tv slash Show or youtube.com slash Show. Uh, and if you're watching us live, you can see who our guests are. But if you're listening to the podcast, you have no idea who our guests are unless you listen to last week's podcast. And then you knew that we were just repeating the same guests from last week to here. There's a whole character arc that's, you know, going on <laughs> with this little, little two-parter. Um, first, we got Drew Maxey back. Uh, that's not his last name. Maxi Back is not his last name. Drew Maxi. Drew Maxi Back. <laughs> Drew Maxi Back, uh, aka Drew Deficit, but with an X in between, <laughs> uh, if you want to spell it for online purposes. Drew, how's it going, man? Welcome back. Uh, I'm I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm doing good. It was a it was it a big week for comics. Yeah, it kind of was. Yeah. It it it's nice. I mean, it's it's also, you know, a little um, overwhelming, but it's nice. It's a good yeah. sort of overwhelming. You know, I, I hate to compare it to, um, and if there's little kids watching this, close your ears, but it's kind of like, you know, like five people of your choice come up to you and they're like, let's just all get together right now. It's like, whoa, I don't know if I need <laughs> five people all at once. Do I you? mean, it seems very overwhelming. Are we learning a lot about you right now? <laughs> that my limit so. is four other people? Do these? Yes. Do these, this Five happen? is way too many. Five is too much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of like that, you know, overwhelming. That's like you only have so much time and energy uh, for comic books. There, you know. I've, I've never had that happen with one person. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, look, I can only handle myself right now. Okay. I can't handle anyone else. My limit is one me um but that's good that's good uh it was a busy week so um we got a lot to talk about ambrosia ambrosia Kemp, aka comics and cupcakes aka ambrosia linda hello yes that's me how's it going Ah, uh, wonderful how are you doing 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 good um blue beetle uh came out today uh, oh the movie I, yes oh my goodness and i'm not gonna promote it um, but I did see it and I am going to see it again. By choice? By choice, but I'm not going to promote it. You know what I mean? But like you're seeing it again because you liked well, it? Hypothetically speaking. Or because you're doing it for say, like work DC, stuff. DC has a lot of really bad movies, you know, and hypothetically speaking, it would be nice if this one was a really good movie worth seeing a second time 
is, oh, I have so many questions. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we're going to move on. Uh, <laughs> uh, what what were the uh, the comics that you guys read this week? Oh, oh, Amber, Amber, okay, ah. I, I, I'll go. No, I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay, That's okay. You, you know, um, last week, so I, I forgot. Yeah. All right, let's see. Uh, I, I should have images for all of them. All right, so I'll, I read X Men Red 14, I read Daredevil 14, I read Batman Superman World's Finest 18, I read Tales of the Titans. Is it Tales of the Titans or Tales of Titans? Uh, number two, there was the Raven issue. Though now I'm struggling to think about what happened in it, but we'll go over it. Uh, Spider-Man 11, I read. I read Alien 5. I read Uncanny Avengers 1. I read Marvel's Voices X-Men 1. I read Dark X-Men 1. I read Hawkgirl 2. And I think that's it. That's all I got. That's, 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 you did a lot. Good job. I try to read my DCs on Tuesdays. And that oh. frees up the rest of my days, you know. But then that's I'm still scrambling smart. on Thursdays to read Wait. them on my on my breaks, on my lunch. Yeah, that's on me. Thursdays, Thursdays before the show, you know. Um. So do you meet? So do you go to the comic book store twice on Tuesdays and then on Wednesdays? I read mine online, but yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, so I have sense. a comic book shop like near me, so that helps. Like no, a lot of people, a lot of people just go on Wednesdays and pick up everything, which is fair, but I can't. So I have to, uh, I have to read them on multiple days. I am so excited for the future because I, I think I told you last time, but my comic book store is literally like a five minute walk from the school I'm at now. And I'm so excited. It's going to be, it's bad, but. It's uh, do you have ideas about cross promotion? No. Like, just get your, like, get, like, have kid-friendly stuff that are at the comic shop. Talk to the comic shop. Have them do, like, kid-friendly stuff, after-school stuff, maybe. And then, you know, kids can go over there. If they're cool high... and, not, and not creepy. I like, don't know. We have high schoolers. They're, like, hood rats. Yeah, but, okay, like, when I was in high school and before I was 21, I had you nothing to do. I you should. I mean? That's smart. I had That's nothing smart. to do. Like, what, what, you know, what could you do? You know, um, there, there's it's a whole lot so of stuff that, that people aren't doing to get people interested in comics. There's a lot of drop balls. Uh, that makes me so sad about like the movie community. Like there's no advert. I don't know. Anyways, we're going to go on a on a tangent. But hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, wait, there's more. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, again, movie stuff is kind of a gray area right now, but mm-hmm. um. Uh, 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 who is you know James Gunn is like in charge of of the new DC movies. Yeah, uh, tweeted something about Wonder Woman Historia. Oh, um, yeah, the, uh, the Kelly Thompson and uh, uh, Phil Jimenez book. Mm-hmm. It's like in the style of uh, the. It's history- amazing. It's great. It's fantastic. It's yeah. it's one um, of it, it was like my pick for best comic. I think last year he he all he did was put out a tweet basically saying this book was really good. I finally got the chance to read it. What the creators have done is like something fantastic, uh, and it is now sold out everywhere. I'm I'm glad. It's a like, it's amazing. 
like not when I say everywhere, like I literally mean like at the distributor level, like DC can't get it. They, they, they weren't prepared for that. And now they can't get it into stores at all. Um, oh, well, that's not good, but okay. I mean, like it is what it is, right? At least, yeah, at least it's sold out, but yeah. Um, and so on top of that too, like, I mean, if you watch like my adventures with Superman, the the first episode at the end it there's a there's a thing in the credits that says these are the books that inspired this show go buy them you know does like, it have images yeah okay because they do that with dc trailers and stuff yeah they're like starting that. to do that with which is like it's such a smart thing and uh i i mean I, there's an extra level of that being cool because back in the 80s when jeanette khan took over as uh, president or publisher of DC. I don't remember what her position was, but when Jeanette Khan came in, she worked out a deal with Warner Brothers uh, to get um, uh, creators royalties for their books. Okay. So like... When was this? That that would have been in the 80s, 80s or 90s. Oh, okay. So like, that's why you hear the story about... Um, uh, Jim Starlin made more money for them using the name of uh, uh, the Karate Kid. No, because uh, um, you know that's a real thing, right? The Karate Kid. I mean, I know there's a movie called The Karate Kid. So, I'm just a little thing. We don't have to derail everything, but the Karate Kid movie needed to get the rights from DC because DC had, and we're talking the original Karate Kid whole franchise, like they had to get the okay from DC because DC had a superhero named the Karate Kid in oh. the Legion of Superheroes. Oh, I didn't uh, know so, that. So I didn't at know the that. end of the, the Ralph Macchio movie, at the end, in those credits, it gives credit to DC Comics. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So That makes me happy. What I was going to say yeah. is that Jim, Jim Starlin has famously said he made more money for Batman versus Superman using the first name, not even like the alias, they use just the 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 uh, like government name of the character that would be KG Beast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For like a five minute clip in the movie, he earned more money from that because of their royalties plan than he has from them using Thanos. Uh, That's in crazy. The entire MCU. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, we got to get back to comics or like uh, oh, yeah, like yeah, this yeah. stuff, but no, yeah. no, no. But that we, makes me happy that they're starting do, yeah. to do that because yeah. uh, it goes back to, I don't know, the writer's strike and everything of just like so many people don't get credit for or like paid out for the things that they actually like created. And yeah, it's crazy, right. but yep. Okay. Anyways, that's my saga. That's yeah. Uh, wh- what did you guys read? Um, Since I got Nose Ghost um, this week. Uh... I read Spider-Man issue 11, uh, yeah. Star Wars Darth Vader issue number 37. Um, Death of Venomverse. Yes, uh, Death of Venomverse. Um, I got The Walking Dead. I haven't read that one yet, though. Um, Alien issue number five. And then X-Men Days of Future Past, uh, Doomsday. Um, I got Something's Telling the Children, but I was not able to get uh to that one i also got daredevil and uncanny avengers um and i weren't wasn't able to get to those either oh mm. and i got alpha flight too i didn't i didn't read it 
Uh, I didn't get to, I, I read the first couple of pages of Alpha Flight. I didn't get to, I didn't get to really get into it. Um, there was a lot of X-Men titles that came out this week, which amazing. I love it. But, you know, it. I had to pick and choose, especially Marvel Voices X-Men came out also. So I'm like, that's like an anthology book. And I mean, we'll get to that. But um, all right, uh, Drew, what did you read? I read uh, Night Terrors Nightwing number two. Mm-hmm. Night Terrors Superman number two. Uh, Batman Superman World's Finest number 18. Uh, Tales of the Titans number two, the Raven issue. Um, from Image Comics, I read The Cull number one. Uh, from IDW Publishing, I read Godzilla War for Humanity. From Marvel, I read uh, Daredevil number 14. And I made good on a promise I made last week. And I read <laughs> X-Men uh, Red number 14 and i also picked up i picked up quite a few books that i didn't get to read i'm not going to go through all of them but i did pick up the marvel voices x-men um i always like the voices uh book just as a in you know as a concept yeah Um, and i picked up dark x-men number one um i figured i might as well grab like a number one since i'm starting to do you know i'm going to do this x-men thing and i meant to read those books as well to bring to this conversation but it just didn't happen i know it's so hard yes but remember when uh we used to have comic talk on wednesdays didn't we uh Uh, there yeah yeah and that was super super hard and so at least we have a day but yeah yeah you're right we did used to have i mean there's like a year and a half ago maybe even two years ago you know we've been doing comic talk since 2020 one march 2021 oh, yeah. so you know it's been uh it's been a lot i mean we've taken some weeks off of course but you know uh we're doing our we're we're doing our you know uh the good work over here at comic talk uh a lot of books came out we read a lot of books what were you guys's pick of the week all right i'll go i'll go first this time all right thanks Drew. Thanks. okay that is a good um, way of doing things. We can go in reverse order. My pick of the week. My pick of the week was going to be one thing. Like I was dead set like, oh yeah, this is it. Once I read it. And then I read something else. Uh-huh. And that kind of overtook it. Partially because I'm pretty sure that your pick of the week is going to be what that first thing I said was. You're just you're saying oh, your as in me? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yours. Um, so and if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. Um, if I'm wrong, then we're definitely gonna talk about what the book I thought it was would be. Um okay. now I'm <laughs> now I'm speaking in weird riddles. So yeah. uh the the my pick is um the cull number one uh from image. Uh it's written mm-hmm. by uh, Kelly Thompson, um, and uh, art by, I'm going to mess up his name, uh, Mattia De Eulis. All right. Yeah, it is uh, uh, is it is a name that um, is not easy for me to pronounce. Um, 
Okay. So tell me about the cult. Also, okay. is the is are these covers supposed to be Natalie Portman? Uh what? Doesn't Have look like seen... Natalie Portman to me. So you know how like Berserker is Keanu Reeves? There's well, yeah. a very there's a variant cover, and you can see it if you're watching us live um in this little slideshow that I have of the variant covers but there's a really close-up face that looks like Natalie Portman uh and it might just be the cover is it is I, it the, is it the purple one um it look like this no but though okay. that does kind of look like her but the, there's one that looks a lot like her um but if you're watching if you're watching the the thing I mean it's kind of hard to I gotta let it swoop back but anyway keep going um, so this is a book, uh, that, um, I kind of, I mean, you know, it, it, it's Kelly Thompson is a really solid writer and an image number one is always something that like, is going to catch my eye. Um, just cause like, I like to, you know, I like to support more indie comics. Um, I had no idea what this was about. I didn't know that was coming out until uh you asked me what i was going to be reading this week and i just went and looked at the list to try to get an idea yeah. of like what i might be picking up um i knew nothing about it um the first thing that i really want to say is it's clearly like digital art um along the lines of like isad ribic um very very similar style of art um but it's a little bit more detailed uh especially in the faces there's a lot of like there's a lot of close-up shots of faces a lot of facial expressions in mm -hmm. this um the the story is just based on this first issue the story is a little bit like secretive um, it's kind of being kept like it seems like they're intentionally kind of like hiding what the actual plot is going to be. Um, but this is what I can tell you. Um, it is a, about a group of friends, most of them girls um, who all live in this town and at like three, four in the morning one day. Um, they all go out to this beach because it, they they say they're filming a movie and they're like they're making this like independent film little student film it seems like um and they're trying to get to this location so that they can get like the early morning light okay um one of the characters has a brother who's missing um one of the characters is like one of the girls uh, clearly has a really bad home life. Um, it seems like um, one of the girls is uh, like she and her brother are really close. Um, somebody, one of the girls, like her dad is clearly dealing with something, but they're not really telling just in this first issue, telling us what these things are. It's one of those first issues. Yeah, Where they're just like ah. There's a lot of secrets. Yeah, and it it's it's very clearly going going to be like revealed later. Um, but the way that it does reveal things in it in the in this book uh, feels very like 
there's just one thing that I that I hate that I see, especially in a lot of superhero comics, is when things get very overly like expository. And okay, yeah. they're like, you know, you have a character who is just like the dialogue is just telling the audience about the character through, you know, stuff that maybe these two, you know, they're talking to one, they're talking to another character and they're saying things that they would already know that they don't need to say, but they're saying right. it just to make sure the audience knows it. But right. this, it happens in all sorts of fiction, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes Word. it's necessary. Sometimes it's, it's not, but it's used anyway. And uh, it is very much avoided in this book. So like the stuff oh, okay. you do learn. Oh, about, that's good. I thought you were going to say the other way around. Yeah, no, me no. too. <laughs> it, it, I mean, the stuff you do learn about the characters in this book, um, like the exposition is done in, you know, very natural ways. It feels like they would really be talking to each other in this way. Um, you know, like it's revealing the information that you need to know without beating you over the head with it. Okay. Um, I think that it's very well done. I I, I do wish that there was more um i wish that i wish that there was more in it but at the same time um i'm very glad that like i immediately wish there was a second issue now because i want to know what's happening because everything that i just told you uh you would you based on what i just told you about the plot you wouldn't guess that this is a fantasy story. <laughs> like, right. The only thing that I saw was fantasy was off of this variant cover with like the Natalie beach Portman and like one? a shadow. No, the one that looked like Natalie Portman is just of her face and it has like this like goldish eye and it's like a really close up of her of her face. Yeah. It's the Will Shrike in my, let me see. Will Shrike Bird City Comics exclusive variant. Uh, okay. Yeah, there's there's a little gallery of variant covers in here, and that one's not uh, that one's not in there. So, but I mean, like, there is there is like at at the at the end of this first issue, you know, like the entire setting changes. Okay, uh, it's teased in the very beginning. Um, it's teased in the very beginning, but. I, I didn't, I didn't, based on what I saw, I didn't realize where it was going. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, it's a cool mystery and I'm excited about it. And and this uh, is, uh, this is Image Comics, correct? It's Image, yeah. Um, I this mean, is what I ask for independent comics is, is it worth me giving it a shot? Yes. Off the first issue? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Is this or, something that an edgelord would read? No. <laughs> <laughs> no not at all um oh really it 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 feels like um i mean based on this first issue there's there's no violence in it at all it is mostly dialogue it is mostly okay. like these girls walking to this location and i know that sounds boring but i mean the way that it's done in the art the art like the paneling is very simple but the detail of the art is really cool. You're like a lot of it. There are a lot of silent panels towards the beginning. Um, uh -huh. And I mean, you're just 
learning about these characters through just the way they you know get ready to go to this uh like the i remember i remember one thing that i saw in it that i was just like oh that's a really easy way for me to learn who this character is is by showing the screen of her cell phone and she's like responding to a group text but then i'm also seeing that like her screen is cracked yeah she's got like you know there's smudges all over it um the the phone itself is in like rough shape you know and like then there's also the text messages that that are on the screen um it's cool i like it a lot uh i i haven't read a ton of kelly thompson stuff but everything Mm -hmm. that i have read is very solid and um i think that this is i i i think the last thing that i tried from her was uh i got the first issue of black cloak which i thought was really overwhelming there was a lot in that book um in that first issue like a lot of a lot of dialogue a lot of talking and this is mm-hmm. kind of like swings the other way where there's pretty minimal like it's only there's only people talking when it feels like there definitely needs to be um, yeah and yeah no I, I i i really liked this um it kind of feels like it reminded me of paper girls uh but which also kind of i mean paper girls uh is something that i always say like oh if you really like stranger things you would like paper girls so there's like a stranger things quality to this yeah Uh, also kind of feels like um like a darker goonies kind of feel it is Uh, being pitched as goonies meets something's killing the children oh cool yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I see again, I, I didn't know anything about this going in. I didn't even like look up any of that stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, I got the the vibes that I got from like just the tone of it, as well as like dealing with a, 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 a an older sibling worried about their missing uh, younger sibling. Yeah. Um, it, there's there was like, you know, a, a, a chapter one it kind of feel to it. Um, okay in that similar vibe it's gonna be a netflix show or hbo max show or whatever uh (laughs) at some point which is you know cool um i'll probably wait for a couple issues in and then i'll hop on so make sure to remind me uh for this um because i i I only give indie comics like a good like um a shot if other people are liking it because i'm like okay you know um uh very nice very nice uh ambrosia do you want to go next yeah um, my pick of the week was uh Spider-Man uh issue eleven. Okay. It was a fun uh, one. It was, and I think that's what I liked about it. Um, I've heard some people not the biggest fan of Spider-Boy. Um, yeah. and at first I wasn't either. Uh, but I think this issue made me kind of like uh reanalyze my thoughts yeah. or um just put things into a different perspective. Um, so yeah, I actually really enjoyed this issue. Uh, I thought it was, yeah, a lot of fun. Um, it picks up right where, uh, issue 10, um, left off. Um, but what I'm curious about is, well, we figured out more of his, like, story, I guess, his origin story to an extent. We know that there is a deeper, um, there's more to it that we didn't get to, uh, figure out, um, but we know how 
he meets Peter and um, kind of how he becomes his little sidekick. Um, and then, you know, we have Daredevil in there who teaches him the ways. Uh, however, uh, yeah, I'm just, it still just kind of left me hanging. But um, I, I think this was my pick of the week just because I wasn't the biggest fan of this uh, Spider-Boy for a while. Um, but then it kind of like, uh, after reading this, yeah, this issue just kind of made me think differently. Um, yeah. and uh, Bailey, who is Spider Boy, uh, he reminds me of like a if Peter Parker and Miles Morales had a baby, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be their baby. Yeah. Um, no, I thought because you, you read this one, yeah, I, I read this one. I, I thought a lot of the, the book was about his backstory. I mean, most of the book. It was, and yeah. they mentioned Madame Monstrosity, who will be mm-hmm. popping up soon. Um, but Madame Monstrosity, she uh, popped up in the last week, right? In a Spider-Man mm-hmm. yep. issue, didn't we? Yep. What? What? It was. Uh... Oh, the 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 big long book that was like but... the wedding. Oh the yes, wedding yes, of... yes. There was like ten different um... stories was it... in that one. Yes, it was Randy Robertson and Janice Lincoln their wedding that that you know spoiler doesn't happen um <laughs> but then they mentioned the new the new villain and then they mentioned spider boy as one of her creations because she splices you know uh, animals with humans so he is a spice of a, of a spider and a boy and in this issue like they go over the backstory which i thought was super cool i think a big part of this issue is a critique of batman and robin But almost, almost like that's the way I saw it. But yeah, almost in a in a pro Batman and Robin, because Spider Man keeps saying in this you know alternate timeline, which is their timeline. It's just he was plucked out of the timeline, and the timeline healed over that absence. But Mm -hmm. he still exists. Um, He was like, I would never put a child in harm's way. I would never do this, this, and this. And Spider Boy is telling him, No, like we trained for a long time. You built me up. I earned your respect. I did X, Y, and Z. You made sure that when when you go up against Carnage, uh, I'm not yes. there. Like there are yes. rules, you know. And, and like, but you just don't remember the rules. You don't remember all this growth, all this time we spent together. But mm-hmm. it was and there. I, I think that's why I also liked it because I was very like Peter wouldn't do that. Like that's right. dumb. But then you find out like the reason behind it. And it's not that, you know, because I think there was like a comment that was made. Because, uh, yeah, like with the uh, child endangerment and Bailey was like, yeah, I know we've had this conversation like before um, yeah. about that. And so like it made sense. And then, um, you know, you see their connection at the end of, you know, with Aunt May and Bailey saving, well, Spider-Boy saving aunt may and everything so i think uh i was very against not very against but he just wasn't my favorite uh until this issue and i think i have a little soft spot for him now and now i want to adopt him and i hope that peter adopts him too there was a line where it said spider-man and his son you did a good job and he's like i'm not it's not my son (laughs) he's Uh, not my son yes yeah and i think it's gonna be his son and i really hope so and i hope we get a comment that's like he is a redhead like it's meant to be I wouldn't mind, I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if he gets back with Mary Jane and they adopt him. I wouldn't mind if that's what they're gearing for. I think, and I've been a big proponent of this, the best thing that DC Comics ever did was making Superman a father. Like, they, he settled down with Lois, he became a father. That's one of the best things they've ever done for 
comics oldest superhero right like spider-man spider yeah spider-man uh needs that same thing not because he is as old as 1938 superman but because he's so iconic and spider-man's been around for so long we're retreading a lot of the same stuff give him a happy ending you know make him have a family and we've seen that. Uh, what is his daughter's name? Uh, Mayday? Or, well, Mayday. Mayday. There was yeah. Spider Girl. And then there's the other Annie. Annie? Yes. Yeah. So we have and like there's... a couple variations in, you know, alternate universes. But yeah. like, and they give us like a glimpse and everything, but then not, uh, it, it doesn't go anywhere. And I really like yeah. to love them to like venture off and have that connection. Uh, what was that? Oh, what was it? The Spider-Man book? Oh, J.J. Abrams by... one? Yes! It was bad. Yes. I hated it. Yes, and he he had a son in there. He had he? a son for, like, the first time, I think. Like, Spider-Man yeah. doesn't only have a son. Right. Mm. And then Spider-Man yeah, died. It was just, it was not good. It was, but... I didn't, no, no. It was terrible. Because it was J.J. Abrams writing it with his son. And I yes. was like, nepotism! But like part of me was like, oh, this was cute. I like it. And then yeah. I was It would be cute if it was a good. You know? Yes. And that's what I was good... hoping for. And it was at it the was very awesome. least, it has to be good. And then we can build upon that, you know? So yeah. um yeah. That was my know, pick I, of the week. I, yeah, it's a good pick of the week, Spider-Man eleven. And then I think it's ending Spider this run. And I think they're 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 doing a new superior Spider-Man run. They're bringing so back excited. Spider-Man Rain. Spider-Man Rain two. Oh. Which is weird because they know everybody hates Spider-Man Rain. Yeah. So they're like the most controversial Spider-Man comic of all time is coming back. I think that they're trying to do what they did with oh gosh. Dark Knight oh. Strikes Again. <laughs> I don't know. I think they're trying to save themselves, but I don't think it's gonna go great at all. It's weird, but okay, fine. But we'll let's see. be optimistic. Maybe yeah. we can manifest something. Yeah. So Here's the question uh, for Drew. What do you did you think my pick of the week was going to be? Daredevil 14. Now, it was good. It was good. And we'll talk about it. But um, Daredevil, I mean, Daredevil 14 was good, but it wasn't my favorite. And Batman Superman World's Finest 14 um, would have been or 14. Batman Superman World's Finest 18. Um would have but i felt like it was it was a beautiful issue just you know not my favorite um my pick of the week just because i'm i'm really invested in the x-men stories right now and kind of where it is and the new status quo is uncanny avengers number one okay so back in the day after avengers versus x-men when they realized like the oh the avengers and the x-men need to work together they formed the unity squad um, which is what they call that team in universe is the Unity Squad. They don't call it Uncanny Avengers because Uncanny isn't a in universe right, yeah. word they use. It's just the publishing title. So like Uncanny Avengers, um, though they make a joke about it in this issue. Deadpool's like, I would have I would have liked Uncanny Avengers as our team name, but no, they're the Unity Squad. And so um they formed the squad like there was two versions of the squad back in the day after Avengers versus X-Men. And so, um, but then, you know, they disbanded years ago and now they're creating a new Unity Squad, which is, I, I like it because um, 
I've always felt like the Avengers don't stand up for the X-Men. They don't stand up for mutant rights. They're comfortable in their ivory tower. And they like, like the X-Men get murdered all the time. And the like Avengers are never there to help them. But then when bad things happen, the X-Men come and help the Avengers. And it's, it's almost real world in a way, you know? Um, so the unity squad, especially, especially in, in, uh, uh, what's going on right now, Captain America is leading the unity squad again. Good. He should be there to protect the rights of minorities. Like yeah. that should be cap. Cap's not a fascist. Cap is anti-fash, you know, like, um, so basically what's happening with the X-Men right now is a lot of the characters now have free reign to kill humans like bad humans are being killed um like shadow cat in in one of the most recent issues now that krakoa has fallen shadow cat massacred a bunch of people by like pushing things into their heads and like like pushing them into the ground and then do that like a lot of these mutants have real world frustrations or, or like real frustrations valid frustrations and they are like okay if your purpose is to kill mutants, you're not safe anymore. So Psylocke is cutting people up. And, and so um, this this book starts off with Cap putting together a team and bringing in some more vicious good guys on the X-Men squad. So also we get Quicksilver back, which we haven't seen in a long time. So I, I, I like this team rogue uh it's rogue cap um penance uh psylocke quicksilver deadpool and i forget maybe maybe there's one other person i'm forgetting but yeah it's a tougher squad that's that's so uh you did the thing the other day about uh making an x-men team with the letters of your name yeah uh i was thinking about what i would do in that and uh several of the characters that i picked were just in that team by several i mean two Two. but i only have i only have a four letter first name so yeah is drew short for anything like drewstifer nope okay nope okay yeah my mom bro just muted by the way my mom called me (laughs) my mom called me drew uh she named me drewstifer that's you know that Drucifer. Was my... yeah yeah Drucifer. <laughs> I, I yeah when you're being bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're um, acting like a Drucifer. ah Drucifer. Um, like lucifer yeah um ambrosia likes that you edgelord i do <laughs> i do um i have a little yeah. spider so i have little spiders and, do you? What? and i do i do i have i have you six have... little spiders um, like as like pets? Yeah, yeah. Are you irradiating yeah. them, hoping that they'll bite you someday? Yes. Okay. I'm manifesting that too. Um, yeah, they're little jumping spiders, but the breeder that I got like one of my spiders from, um, it just molted today, and her mom's name was Lucifer. Oh, nice. It it doesn't really pertain to anything, but I was really excited. Not because of Lucifer, because it molted, but it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Moving on. Um, so those are our, our picks of the week. Uh, let's talk about, uh, books that we, is there a book that we all read? Probably did X-Men read? 
No, I purposely didn't read that one because I was trying to like be different. Okay. I was being an Ed Lord, Ed Lord. Ed Lord. Uh, yeah, I don't think we overlapped in in anything for us three, but you know. No. Uh, well, let's talk about X Men Red. Yes. Drew, how'd you feel jumping in an issue fourteen? Okay, so um, I. Okay, there are some things that just weren't clear to me at all. There's a civil be- war going on on Mars. <laughs> Because they're the 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 mutants uh, the mutants have colonized Mars and there's a civil war going on right now, especially with the fall of Krakoa on Earth. So you told me that it took place on Mars last week. Yeah. Or that this book relates to Mars. Yeah. I completely forgot that until you said that just now. Yeah. So I didn't even know that this was on Mars. Because there's an ocean, right? Like, were you confused? Because, like, there was kind of, like, things look different, right? It's no, not just Mars. I'm going to bust out this book real quick. First of all, is there, is there, like, does the beginning of the issue take place at a different time? Yes. So, okay. so what they're, what they're doing is, this right now is the fall of X. We are living in the fall of X, which is yes. everything after Hellfire Gala. Um, because Krakoa, the mutant island nation of Krakoa on Earth has disappeared, fallen, whatever. Mutants have been scattered. Some have died. There's no resurrection protocols, all that stuff. So what a lot of the books are doing is they're using their titles to kind of wrap up whatever story they were doing. And mm-hmm. then they go X weeks after the fall. X being a variable for a nondescript amount of time, right? Right. This this uh, Krakoan age of X Men has been playing off of puns, off of like what does X mean? X means unknown. X also means ten. X yeah. means X Men, right? So this and then so then I think in this issue they jump X weeks after the fall or whatever. Okay. So yeah. So um, very few of these characters. I I mean Storm is the one who mm-hmm. I'm the most familiar with. Yeah. Um I know of Sunspot, I know of Noah Nova. Yeah. The rest of these characters, I was I was glad that it like I mean I know that X X-Men books and Marvel team books do this a lot of the time but they kind of have uh a little guide of like who these characters are. Yeah. Um that that was helpful. Um the so um Given that I forgot that it took place on Mars, um, I did not expect it to be as science fiction as it is. Yeah. Um, with, I mean, it is like, it's heavy science fiction. I mean, you have these like sections. First of all, uh, there's a lot of lore. It's very lore heavy. What is Araco? Okay. So uh, Araco is Other, other than an anagram for Kakoa. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So back in the, like, centuries ago, millennia ago, there was a mutant island nation of Okara. The okay. island split into two islands. The island split into Krakoa and into, uh, I say Arako, just because I don't want to say the Iraqi mutants, because it sounds like they're from Iraq. Yeah. So I say, uh, so Araki is what I, I was thinking. That's that just was, me. I, I was thinking me. that it was like Dune, like Arrakis. Yeah, people have people have uh uh Cerebro the Cerebro podcast did an interview with Jonathan Hickman and they were like 
Arako sounds like Arrakis. Like he's like, well, you know, fair. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah, so they split into two. Problem is, is Krakoa stayed on Earth, and uh, Arako went to like this hell dimension where over millennia, all these mutants just they had to fight to survive. So their culture is very kind of savage and ruthless, but they have an honor code and they're very tribal and like about the fight. They want to die in battle. That's like battle over love, that sort of thing. Love is battle, right? And so, so Arako, when they brought, came back from the hell dimension, they were on Krakoa on earth and they were causing a little bit of problems. So then the mutants are like, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to pool all our powers together. We're going to terraform Mars and move all the Araki mutants over to Mars so that they can, they can be on Mars and, and be themselves on Mars. And so there's a whole thing about that, but yeah. Um, this double page spread in the middle where there's a big fight. Uh-huh. And Nova is yelling, hold the line. Yeah. Uh, they're in front of two statues. Is is that guy Apocalypse? Yes. Okay. So Apocalypse used to be a part of Okara, and he stayed with Krakoa as Arako went to this hell dimension. Yeah. So his wife is Genesis. So that's okay. who's there and who is part of the Civil War. So it's essentially Stormside and Genesis's side. Gotcha. So that's kind of the civil war. So I'll 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 just give you some some things. Yeah. Um, there is a character- this, by the way, this is wild that this was the one you jumped in on. There were so many other <laughs> X-Men related number ones that you could have read this week, and you were like, I'm gonna do X-Men Red uh, 14. Listen, I if, if there's a way to make my life harder, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> um there is a blue guy in this. Yes. Um, he looks like a dude from Avatar. Okay. Um, I think that's Lotus Logis. Yes. And apparently he's supposed to speak in haiku. Yes. there. Uh, but, uh, but he, I didn't but, notice that until now. And I've been reading this for so long. I didn't like, realize that they're haikus, but they're, they don't, they're not pure haikus, right? Is that they're what they're not? Did you go back and count the syllables? Yeah, I am. And yeah. After uh, after the like dragon looking guy counted it up and said yeah. that was a haiku, um, there are times you know like the 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 speech bubble tells you when it's supposed to be like him speaking in poetry. Yeah. Um, which I thought was cool. Um, I've been really fascinated with lettering lately. I don't know if mm. either of you follow Bad Ink Studios on TikTok. Mm-hmm um maybe they they realize that people really like learning about lettering so they've just been doing videos about lettering and what you can do with it and like how you can differentiate different types of speech and stuff like that it's been really fascinating um but anyway um uh we have to we have to go over other comics uh a whole mess of comics before we yeah yeah i mean they're they're just there there are parts of this that i really liked um i liked this blue guy uh i liked the part when the dragon guy says like that wasn't a haiku and then his response is then i have found a truth art cannot cage i wronged you and i really liked that section i thought that was really that was just really good writing 
Um, right after that, this there's a guy I don't know who comes in and tells Storm about apparently the events of the Hellfire Gala. Um, uh, that's Sunspot. That's Sunspot. Okay. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know what it looked because like. Because Storm which... wasn't there at the at the massacre. So, okay. so the Hellfire Gala massacre was the massacre of the mutants. Yeah. But the but it was by Orcus. Orcus created this propaganda to say that no, this is the mutants massacring the humans on the island, and yeah. we have forced them to leave the planet. So I just we're realized, the heroes. I just realized Apocalypse is on the cover of this too. So that was a dumb question of me to ask. But anyway, uh yeah. No so, such thing as dumb questions. So basically the Araki mutants are like where we thought Apocalypse was a badass, he is considered soft. Not because of his power set, but because of his beliefs. Okay. He's considered soft when it comes to the culture of the Araki. Interesting. They're but... way more brutal. So, yeah. I would recommend, if you like this or wanted to be filled in with some of these characters, I recommend, it's only 14 issues in, going to X-Men Red 1. Um, yeah. And and reading it, because, well, let me just put it this way. Magneto is alive in X-Men Red 1. So he is a main character in the series up until a certain point. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, it was cool. Uh, I mean, it's not... Um... I don't know. Um, it's might not, not be your cup of tea. It's it, it wasn't it wasn't not my cup of tea. I will say that uh, I thought that it was um, I thought it was well written uh, as far as like the dialogue and the relationships between the characters, which, you know, for somebody coming in in the middle of it, I don't have all the context of everything. So yeah. that actually is like that's a strength of it that you know, like I, I appreciated these moments between these characters who were essentially strangers to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, side but note. I mean, that's we... just a strength of Al Ewing's writing. Al Ewing's great. I, I love Al Ewing. I agree. Um, just a side note is that Nova has been the greatest non-mutant ally. Like he is, he is marching with them, you know? Yeah. Like uh, Nova has done a lot for mutant kind out of just being a good decent person yeah. um so credit to nova as far as you know that's concerned um a lot of x-men uh uh books came out um but i actually want to go to ambrosia ambrosia Hi. um for the sake of time we'll just rush through everything Perfect. else that we did i could do Let, that let's run let's run through uh some stuff Okay, question. Does uh, X-Men Days of Future Past, the book that I read, does that have anything to do with the movie that came out like 2013? Yes and no. So the, okay. so there was a there was a X-Men Days of Future Past storyline that happened in the comics back in the 70s or 80s. And so with that, that is a alternate future in which the mutants have lost, they've been put into concentration camps, and they send Kitty Pride back in time to change the events basically Why? mystique mystique kills a senator senator kelly and starts this mutant hate kind of alternate timeline in which they're like you know humans are like all right yeah. we we can't help but you know want to kill you all so sentinel program ramps up blah, blah 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 when they do the movie it's a very similar thing but they send wolverine back in time to stop mystique killing 
um, the president, right? Okay. And so X, Y, and Z, that that sort of thing. This takes place, I believe, before Kitty goes back in time. Okay. This is expanding that alternate future. Um, I know that uh, everyone is divided. And what I did like about this is that there was a lot of like fighting and like blood and you know it was it was, it was some gore so if people aren't happy figured that out yeah um did you read issue was... one of this no okay i just jumped into issue two well i Kid... you know i should have read it you one that, that and colossus's two kids like die in the <gasps> first issue they just get like bleh. wow oh yeah <laughs> 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 there was but a yeah. wedding or there was like a, a nuptial at the end that okay. was cute so i haven't that read was... this one but oh know. okay so yeah um i'm really excited to go back to read issue one and to um find out more about these characters and to learn more about it but uh it pushed me to read something that i didn't read so cool yeah uh shout out to carson four four two zero zero seven, and uh uh shout out to vash to xviii um is that 18 i think in roman numerals that's Vash 18. to 18 all right um vash says they use the name that's what i will give them credit to when it comes to that movie i love days of future past days of future past is one of my favorite movies one of my favorite comic book oh, movies, I, superhero I, movies i think it's fantastic i, I love days of future it. past the movie yeah um but well, it's not ex- it's not exactly days of future past the comic but i love it <laughs> you know cool. it doesn't need it to be um and then they drop the ball after after that movie. They were like, they could have, Fox could have made such good movies after that and they dropped the ball. Shout Wait, out to Byron, the, Myron, Fyron. Out in the 80s Twitter. version or yeah. the 2013 version? Oh, no, Fox movie. The, 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 the movie was great, but they messed up the movies after it. Cool, got it. Yeah. Um, real quick, um, um, Dark X-Men number one is just a weird book but i'm interested to see what happens maddie prior is queen of limbo this hell dimension she has havoc that is essentially like just doing whatever she wants him to do because he's they're together but like i don't know it's weird um um this is a weird cast of characters gambit azazel is back um there's a robot of wolverine which is a deep cut um from old x-men comics so i don't know if you want some weird x-men stuff this is dark x-men uh cool. number is, one is uh the 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 robot wolverine is his name albert i believe so and he had a he has a there's a mutant girl or not a mutant girl a robot girl a little robot girl that was his like sidekick and Back in the back in the day, but then they said they scrapped her, so that's kind of sad. She was like a little girl robot, and so, um, um, Drew, real quick, um, how do you feel about Night Terror's Nightwing and Night Terror's Superman? Quick thoughts on it. They're, they finished um, it, right? There were just two issue things. Yeah, every, all of all of the tie-ins are just two issues, and then they're all culminating in like a um. The mainline uh, night terrors, yeah. like like it's 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 not even the mainline. It's uh, I forgot what it's called, but um, yeah, it's like another little spinoff, kind of like what they did with First Blood, but this is like the the 
a kind of end cap to the main story, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this about uh, when it comes to superhero stuff, I think Joshua Williamson is really hit or miss. And when he okay. hits, when he hits, it's good. But when he misses, it's just like so drab and like the least inspiring thing. And uh, that's what I felt about Superman number two. Okay. I thought number one set up pretty well. And then I think that this one is just kind of like, oh, I got to end this story now. Okay, bye. I'm also writing 19 things. Um, yeah. That's the thing about two issue books, though. It's just, it's yeah. just like, uh. um, the Night- Was Nightwing good enough? I think Nightwing is fine. Um, okay. I think Becky Cloonan and Michael Conrad are are you know a really good writing team together. Um, the art uh, has a real like, I mean the the art feels like manga, um, with the way that like the shapes of the faces and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And I did like that. Overall, uh, there are some cool kind of like moments with Nightwing, um, but i didn't i don't know i didn't really think that the book needed to exist i guess yeah that's fair um we are uh in order to get through because it was a big comic book week um uh, uh this week so we still got more we're gonna do quick one sentence reviews uh one sentence and then uh we'll move on and if multiple of us have read it then we could do you know one sentence each or whatever um Please. daredevil 14 I man, I can't do a one sentence review of it. Uh, I mean, I'll do my first sentence then, and then if you want to, you know, kind of go from there. Uh, it was a good, good end to Chip Zdarsky's run. I'm looking forward. This isn't one sentence, but I'm looking forward to uh, uh, Saladin Ahmed's run. But I also thought that this issue was kind of the point was to tie the bow. It wasn't as good as I, whatever. I I I I I don't agree. Um, okay. I think that <laughs> I think that uh, this ending was. Uh, first of all, I love when I love when like an ending to a run just feels like the ending in general. You know what I'm saying? And like if like if i didn't i'm going to but like if i did not pick up the next run of daredevil like if i could i could just pretend that didn't exist this would be a great ending for daredevil as a character right um i i don't know i thought that it 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 tied into like all the themes that they were setting up over the last four years um it gave all of the characters kind of their moment um, you know, like Foggy has his moment. Electra has her moment. Uh, uh, Cole has his moment. And then, of course, Matt has his moment, too. Uh, it's it's I mean, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Um, I, I like this ending issue better than some of the issues leading up to it. Mm. Um, and it I mean. I can remember going back to like reading Zadarsky's first issue yeah. four years ago. And I mean, this feels like the perfect end to it. Um, this is what it's, it's, it's one of the best daredevil runs ever. Daredevil yeah. al- already has a bunch of great runs. So like that's yeah. great. Um, and the thing that Chip Zadarsky wrote at the end of it, like his little afterward Oh, fam- I didn't read the afterward. I need to read that. Okay. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you the thing that I liked about it the most, yeah. which was 
he said the past four years is the only time in my life that I have not been reading Daredevil and that's because I got to write it and then he says uh he says the sentence I used to write Daredevil and now I get to go back to reading him and I just think that that's like that's a really cool thing to be able to say yeah yeah a long run-on sentence but I know that you're passionate about this book <laughs> uh Batman Superman World's <laughs> Finest 18. Uh it was just the start of a new arc. I love the art. It was good. One of the best series around, but also I'm waiting for the next issue. Yeah. I I yeah. Um I don't know. There were things I liked about it. There were other things that I kind of just felt like they're just putting stuff together. Yeah. I was like, okay, throw throw stuff in the wall, see what sticks. Yeah. Uh, we do see Jaxer come back, which was an original Superman the Animated Series creation, I believe. And then they've been utilizing him in the comics. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, Tales of the Titans 2, uh, which is the Raven issue. Um, I thought it was good, good art. But, you know, it's an anthology book. I'm fine with it. I don't have big thoughts about it. Yeah, um, I liked uh, the Starfire issue better. Yeah. Um, however, uh, there were parts of this that I liked a lot. I think that this is one of the, granted the pool is not very big, but of the things I've read from Teeny Howard, I think this is one of the better ones. Um, I'm not saying that to like rag on her or anything. It's just, uh, um, I feel like she kind of gets utilized by DC as just like, hey, we need a filler issue. Or, hey, we got to write a tie-in real quick, you mm-hmm. know? And I don't think she's really gotten her chance to shine in, like, mainline DC. I know she's doing the Catwoman book. I haven't picked that up. Oh, okay. All right. Um, by the way, I just got a notification that Mark Wade posted his first thread on threads. So nice. that's, you know, that's Mark Wade for you. Uh, Death of the Venomverse, Ambrosia, one sentence. Um, Cringy? Money grab? Ooh, good. Uh, Venom Boy. Cool. Interesting. Uh yeah. Is it good? No. It's okay. It's okay. okay. Um, which I will never say a comic is horrible. Um, but I was expecting more from Colin Bunn, um, who's writing this. Um, I just I don't know what where Marvel's going with this, um, with this whole Venomverse thing. Um, I think they're trying to expand more than what they actually have. Mm, which is very similar to Alien. I feel. I mean, let's let's talk about Alien uh, Five. I just thought that um, there's only so much that these comic books can do for Alien. Yeah. Without trying, without stepping on the toes of the movies that they hope to one day make. So yes. a lot of these books just kind of exist, and they don't add to the mythos because they're not able to add to the mythos. No, I completely agree, and I feel like this issue we saw like some of like the most like with her stepfather type thing yeah. um but no they again that's why like i thought it was a good segue because i feel like that there's only so much that they could do and i feel like we're kind of at a standstill i'm getting tired of it honestly uh, like, agreed because i feel like it's the same storyline like like not- the predator comic at least is doing kind of new stuff but yes this one agreed. uh not so much i feel wars- on the alien yeah star wars darth vader Oh, fabulous. If you haven't been reading Star Wars, the, the Dark Droids have been such a fun um, story arc. 
Okay, cool. To read it. Um, and plus, uh, like this whole series, I feel like with Darth Vader has a lot to do with like his loss of Padme and then him finding that connection with one of her um like main uh maidens, uh yeah. uh Sabe. Sabe. Yeah. Yes, and I love Sabe. And so um you see a lot of that, which is fabulous. Awesome. So, read. Um, then real quick for me, Hawk Girl number two. I wanna like Hawk Girl uh the art is great and the story is ramping up that's the way i'm summing it on tiktok i said the same thing it's ramping up i can't say it's good or bad it's ramping up okay you know like the art is good that's all i can say maybe pick this up in trade if it ends up being good (laughs) you know uh and then last but not least did either of you guys read marvel voices x-men number one no or x-men for this year yeah okay so it was an anthology book, very similar to all the Mar- other Marvel voices. That being said, this is the first anthology book for Marvel voices that isn't based around a minority group, a real life oh. minority group, because it used to be Marvel voices, pride, Marvel voices, communidades, Marvel voices, you know, X, Y, and Z, uh, Marvel voices, like women of Marvel, which was not a uh, Marvel voices thing was in a similar vein. This is the first time that they're doing a, like fictional minority, which I thought was kind of not a great idea. Um, but I mean, like looking a at- lot of the stories, a lot of the stories they make about real life minorities, which Look, yeah. It, it, so looking at the cover, looking at the cast, or not, yeah. not, not the cast. Well, the cast itself, sure. I mean, you have bishops African American, uh, right. uh, you know, Storm is African. Right. Uh, Iceman is gay. Iceman's right. gay. Jubilee and Psylocke are... They have good stories in this one. But also, like, the voices aren't the characters. The voices are the creators. And, like, oh, all of these creators fall into... Yeah. You know, like these... I didn't realize that. So maybe, yeah. you know... That being said, I do think, like, for example... Well, a lot of a lot of the stories were minority uh, specific. So there's an Iceman LGBTQ story. There's mm-hmm. um, even the sto- there's another Iceman story that's like Storm versus Iceman, where they bring up a couple of things. Um, Jubilee teams up with Deathstrike. Um, so there's kind of an Asian woman story that goes with that because they also team up with her aunt. So like, there's a bunch of like cool stuff in this book. I liked this one, but I also I wasn't sure how they were going to pull it off. I think they did pull it off, but I also think that they wanted to strengthen the Marvel Voices brand and they diluted it just a little bit. And the uh, the one story that stands out to me is just a Gambit and Rogue story. Yeah. It's not minority-based, which is what... I'm not saying all stories have to be. I'm just saying that the Marvel right. Voices brand, Marvel Voices brand of anthology was supposed to be that. And right. so... It's not actually sad. But I mean, the rest of the story... There all the other stories, you know, work. I'm just, yes. it just, uh, there's a destiny mystique, uh, story. Um, oh, and then there's a, there's a Charles Xavier story that also does not fit within the minority kind of the real world minority stuff. So, you know, take it for what you will. I'm an X-Men fan. I loved it. I just think that they were trying to strengthen the Marvel's voices title, but they diluted it just a little bit. Yeah, it's okay but drew brought up a really great point the creators i think, are the I think it's more about the creators than it is 
about the uh yeah oh, i mean it, it used to be both it used to yes. be the creators right. the creator's voice voicing the character's voice right so mm-hmm. used to be both and in, in this you know maybe a couple fell through the cracks um i'm fine with it i liked the stories they were good um but uh you know we'll see they better not do a Marvel Voices Avengers. Like the Avengers are <laughs> not who I would pick for Marvel Voices, but okay. We'll see how that goes. Um, that is all the time that we have uh today. I know that we got started late. Um, and so we went over time a little bit, but I want to thank you guys both so much for coming out, putting in another week. You did two weeks in a row of comic talk. Um and we managed to essentially talk about half a month's worth of comics. Half the comics out there we've talked oh about. Oh my goodness. You know what I mean? Like, ish, ish. We did two weeks. That's like half the comics out there. It is a five, I think it's a five. It's Wednesday. a five-weeker. It's a five-weeker this, this month, but, uh, yes. you know. Um, before we get going, I want to thank uh, Carson442007 out there, Vash the 18th. Byron Myron Firen out there. All three of them are on Twitch uh, chatting up in our chat. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. And anyone out there who is watching us live on twitch.tv slash the key show, youtube.com slash the key show, or listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Um, however you guys are doing that, like, comment, subscribe, and write a review. Help us out. Do your thing. Um, before we get going, Drew, where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on TikTok. You can find me on uh, threads, although I never use it ever, but I'm there. I need them to do the hashtags. They need to fix the hashtags and I'll be there. <laughs> I need them to just let me see people I follow. Okay. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Doing that. Discoverability. Discoverability is a problem on threads right now. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm there uh, at Drew X Deficit. Uh, you, you find me, uh, you know, talk to me, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm around, I got things to say and sometimes I don't have people to say them too. So, uh, <laughs> I'm glad we uh, all have our outlets. Yes. Um, other than that, uh, you know, uh, I, I, as I always say, I wrote a, a DC comics video game, justice league, cosmic chaos. It's out in stores. Um, as far as I know, it's uh, pretty inexpensive now. Um, I just, started talking to um there's a small convention that's going to be in town in september uh called missouri con it's going to be downtown st louis uh near you know i live in st louis so it'll be downtown um i'm going to be there uh interviewing people um you know just doing tiktok stuff from there so um i haven't gotten all the details of that hammered out yet but it it that's what it's looking like so yay that's exciting. Uh, if you're there, come talk to me. Uh, and secondly, um, or, or I guess last, um, uh, I'm getting started on on uh, writing some comics. Um, I'm going to tease it here. Uh, so I'm working with uh, uh, a friend of mine who's a, a professional comic writer. We're working on a story together. It's about wrestling. So there you go. Nice. Oh, fine. Awesome. All right. I'm proud of you, man. That's awesome stuff. Keep working. Um. Ambrosia, where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Um, you can find me on TikToks at Comics and Cupcakes, and then on Instagram at Ambrosia underscore Linda. Um, I have a Twitter. I haven't been on it since it's been X. Um, and I am waiting for Threads to be 
okay yeah. yes yes um but once it will be i'll be on it uh and no i'm just trying to get the school year trying to get you know comics back in order trying to get legos built yes yeah if anyone out there uh wants to buy ambrosia legos buy ambrosia legos yes uh you gotta make um, an amazon wish list if you don't have i one. i feel terrible i will never i feel awful no do it because people would people i know would be like, and I oh feel- ambrosia's Ambrosia's birthday's coming up, you know. It makes me um, vomit. I want, I want the Daily Bugle set. So if anyone oh, out there wants to one. drop three fifty on me on the Keeg, I will. <laughs> if you want to drop it, I'll make some videos on the Keeg and I'll thank you publicly. If anyone yes, wants to do that. do that, you know. But the Spider Man one just came out. I'm so excited. Oh, wow, it's is giant. that Lego? Is that yes. Lego? Or yeah, it yeah, is. It's a, yeah, it's a Lego uh, portrait. It's like, a Lego art. Yeah, like a three D art piece. That's yes. crazy. Yeah. It's a uh, almost yeah three thousand over three. I didn't even pieces. I didn't even know that that was coming out. All right. Oh my gosh! Yes. All right. Um. Uh. Thank you, Drew. Thank you, Ambrosia. Thank you, everybody else out thank there. You. Um. Again, uh, the Keeg does a bunch of different shows. We do Comic Talk every Thursday at five p.m. Pacific, eight p.m. Eastern. Uh. And also now, for the time being, on weekends, uh, the Keeg Talks is now the Keeg Talks Comics where we're going to be talking about a different team or comic book character or whatnot. Most recent character uh, that we com- uh, talked about was Blue Beetle. Jaime Reyes, specifically Jaime Reyes, Blue Beetle. We talked about his comics and the animation that goes, uh, that he appeared on. Uh, that was our most recent episode. Um, we got a Nightwing episode coming up at, at some point. So definitely stay tuned for all of that. Follow us on TikTok and Instagram at The Keeg Show. We're also on everything else at The Keeg Show slash The Keeg Show all over social media. Wherever you guys want to digest us, do that. TikTok and Instagram are our two biggest ones. And then patreon.com slash the Keeg Show if you want to uh, give back to the Keeg. Uh, we got a lot of other cool stuff coming up, but I'll I'll mention it, at, you know, uh, <laughs> later intervals. Other than that, that's pretty much it. Uh, thank you, Drew. Thank you, Ambrosia. Thank you, everybody out there for watching thank us you. on Twitch or YouTube thanks. or listening to the podcast. Uh, thank you. Once again, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been Comic Talk for uh, Thursday, August 17th, 2023. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Super fast.